right, everyone. Welcome to Dom's Club, where I, your host, Dominique Mobley, interview groundbreaking filmmakers, television writers, authors, actors, comedians, and more. I'd like to welcome into the studio the wonderful Lori Bartlett. Lori is a groundbreaking talent agent at ICM Partners. At ICM, Lori represents top actors such as Michael Keaton, Regina King, Lucy Hale, and Laura Harrier. Lori was the first black department head and the first black board member at a major talent agency. Let's welcome the trailblazing talent agent, Lori Bartlett. Lori, how are you? I'm well, thank you. I think I'm gonna I, I'm gonna coin that now. I'm gonna I'm gonna make everybody say trailblazing when they <laughs> introduce me. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. Uh, so, what inspired you to become an agent? Um, that's a that's a great question because I'm not. It's it's I'm not sure anyone's in. Well, at least when I started start working. I'm not sure how you get inspired to be a talent agent, but I would say um, actually finding out what the job could be mm-hmm. inspired me to be a talent agent. What I liked uh, is that there was a job that could put creative people together, mm-hmm. right? Um, I never thought I was going to be an, act- an actor or an actress. I love writing, but was never under the illusion that I thought I could be a writer and make a living at it. Mm-hmm. And so I, the idea that I could somehow be involved in helping to create um, film and television and help put it, put the pieces together. Uh, that was, that is what inspired me to become an agent. It's like, I never knew what an agent was and then got exposed to it. And I thought I could do this. This time, this is, this would be cool. So, and when you found out about like agents and agencies, was there any like one in particular who you really admired? Um, well, when I uh, I uh, I had an internship at a um, movie advertising company, a company that did trailers and came up with one sheets and that sort of thing, right? Mm-hmm. And um, uh, it. Um, and I didn't really, I didn't really have much exposure to the business. It was just this, um, uh, this internship. And someone who worked there said to me, "If you really want to get a an idea of, you know, what you might want to do in the entertainment business, you should go work at an agency that is a place where you meet a lot of different people, gives you a really clear idea what the landscape looks like and what potential mm-hmm. opportunities could be there, right? Could be available to you." And mm-hmm. the only agency I knew was the William Morris agency. I didn't know. Mm-hmm. I didn't know any other agencies. And so I applied there. I got, I got a job as an assistant. And um, I uh, thought, and the woman that I worked for, um, a woman named Joan Heiler, who um, uh, is now retired, um, was awesome and incredible and a great um facilitator for me, although uh, I wanted to be, I, I figured out pretty quickly that I wanted to be at an agency that was a bit more, um, or li- a little less corporate. Mm-hmm. And um, so then I, after about a year and three months, I went and I 
start working at a place called the Gersh Agency. Mm-hmm. And after about six months, um, I got promoted and I was in Egypt there. That's awesome. And it was a great place. It was a great place for me to learn how to become an agent, right? Because mm-hmm. it's a, uh, being an agent's an empirical job. You have to, you sort of have to do it in order to learn how to do it mm-hmm. in a way. <laughs> and you just hope that, you just hope that your mistakes aren't too big. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and that you learn from them. But I do think, um, I do think there's a, you know, there, there's some essential things that you need to be a good agent because in fact, you're, uh, trying to, uh, present artists to people and, and put artists together. It's not like you're selling insurance policies, right? It's not mm-hmm. like, it's not cookie cutter. And mm-hmm. so you want to have the ability to, um, communicate and and uh present artists who are unique and mm-hmm. so i think to be a good agent you do have to have a modicum of taste uh you have to be able to assess situations quickly and intelligently um you need to be able to communicate with a plethora of different personalities uh which requires something a little bit nimble on your feet i think and um and I think those qualities end up, and there are more probably, but those are sort of the quintessential elements to being a good agent and, and, uh, and being able to um, navigate uh, sometimes difficult situations with real integrity and mm-hmm. um, class to, and to get the best result for your clients. Yeah, that's so cool. So you mentioned you mentioned your clients, you mentioned the artists that you worked with. You represented a variety mm-hmm. of high profile talent like Michael Keaton and Regina King. What do you look for when yeah. deciding whether or not to represent someone? Oh, that's so easy, actually. I'll tell you. Um, do they inspire me? Mm-hmm. Am I moved by the work that I've seen? And um, you know, I uh I think it's important uh when you're an agent uh, and you're being an advocate for somebody that you feel inspired by them because mm-hmm. how else do you actually advocate for them the best way possible, right? And so you have to feel invested in in the people that you represent and uh, be a fan of their talent and um, and that's and that's really the key um, for me anyway. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wait, so what, what would you say led you to wanting to represent, um, like, actors in particular, maybe over, like, writers, directors? What, what drew you to that? Um, I guess, uh, you know, I'm not quite sure what they – because I, I love interacting with any creative person, whether it's an actor or a writer or director. It just sort of naturally happened that way, I guess, mm-hmm. with, with actors. Um and I've worked in the talent department at um, at uh, Gersh Agency, so that's it. Just ended up that you know I started working with actors, but I, I and I absolutely love it. And and I guess too, I just have the greatest admiration for actors. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's such a it's a rough job. You have to be ready to um, uh, really endure a lot of rejection. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I'm not sure I could do that. and listen and you you know unlike many of us you know actors or people working on productions they 
you know, often don't know where their next gig is after they, you know, Mm -hmm. after they finish one job, right? And that kind of uncertainty, I'm not so sure that I have the, you know, personality to handle that. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. That's awesome to hear, like, how you were kind of drawn to that and how the respect that you have for the actors, which I feel like would be really helpful in the relationship that you have with the actors to have that, like, kind of common respect. That's really cool. Yeah, no, I think I think it's really I think that's a very important um, aspect of, of again being a good agent. I think the investment that you make uh, because you know you want careers are long. Uh, you want to be able to curate and form a career and be part of forming a career that's successful, right? Mm-hmm. And so, and there's lots of competition. Uh, there are lots of obstacles that you have to you know work around. And especially for the good, for the good projects, right? There's always going to be a lot of competition. Mm-hmm. So you want to know that you're in a foxhole with someone that you really believe in. Yeah. And, and, and who really believes in you. And it's a partnership. You know, I really, I really feel like my relationships with my clients are real partnerships. We're in this mm-hmm. to uh, create, and, and people have different tastes and different um, uh, aspirations. And mm-hmm. so you also have to be able to be a good listener and know what your clients um, will respond to and want to do and what they want their career to look like. Yeah. You've obviously been, like I said, a huge trailblazer. What was it like becoming not only the first black department head at a major talent agency, but also the first black board member at a major talent agency? Well, I don't know. It, well, it was awesome because I got lots of uh, flowers, and I got lots of <laughs> I got lots of great I got lots of great phone calls, and it was so it was inc- it was especially with regard to um, bec- uh, being on the board at ICM Partners. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, you know, I think that for me, it just meant that I have a responsibility to demonstrate to, you know, those who are coming up behind me that anything's possible, right? Mm -hmm. No, that's so, that's really awesome. And was was that ever like a goal of yours going in? Like I want to be XYZ or is it something that kind of just happened with through your hard work? Um, Well, you know, I'd love to pretend that I'm so smart and so so ahead of the game that I'm like, I'm going to do this and I'm going to be the first (laughs) black board member of a major agency. and no, that's not what happened. Um, but coming, uh, becoming a department head wasn't something that was, you know, that I aspired to going into being an agent. And then, uh, uh, but it was really great to have um, my successes, both uh, in the kinds of careers I'd helped to, to make and uh, the people that I represented that, um, uh you know, the head of our agency felt like it would be um, it, it, that it uh, was worthwhile for me to be one of the department heads. I thought that was fantastic. And um, again, you know, I, I think it's really important for uh, young men and women of color behind me to understand that any anything is possible. And mm-hmm. if I'm here, you could be here. If I'm here, you could be here. Right. And yeah. often we don't think we don't think about those things because we don't have an example to point to have an example to point to. And if I can be that example, then then I've done my job. 
Yeah, that's so inspiring, and I definitely think you have been a wonderful example. I thought when I learned that you were the first black woman, the first black department head, I was like, whoa, like, like that's so awesome to me. I thought that was amazing. Thank you. Thank you. So we I talked about that. Yeah, no, literally, it's like, so I was telling, like, my whole family, I was like, this is so cool. Like, I was so excited. It was so amazing. <laughs> so we talked about um, some of the young agents of color who are coming up behind you. A lot of the top agencies uh-huh. still have very few agents of color, though many have stated their commitment to hiring more people of color. So that being said, how right. have you used your place as one of the only black agents in Hollywood as a positive in your career rather than a negative? Well, I think that, um, you know, by the way, Dominique, just by existing, it's a positive, right? Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. a positive. By existing, I'm a positive. And so, again, it's just about then shining a light on, uh, you know, making those buzzwords that are, you know, the buzzwords du jour, like inclusion and diversity, making them a reality. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I have to use my position for. That is that we make inclusion and diversity uh, not fads, but make them reality and be intentional mm-hmm. about our desire to diversify and, and and be inclusive in our ranks, right? Mm-hmm. And so, and um, ICM Partners has the the largest number of agents of color oh, wow. uh, of any agency, uh, and um, Again, it's about hiring people who are great at their jobs, but also making sure people uh, have the opportunity to succeed, right? Mm-hmm. And oftentimes that, and that um, I think mentorship uh, by senior agents of color is it's imperative because it just helps you get over the finish line mm-hmm. um, because you want it, you want people to have the uh a pathway to success that's not littered with as many obstacles that you may have had right mm-hmm. so if you can give advice and give encouragement and give real a real sense of belonging to other young people then that's then again that's a real that's a success and that's a positive and that, that's yeah that's what and that's what i aim to do yeah, that's really awesome. Do you think that there's a sort of community amongst the agents of color, like in Hollywood? Um, yes and no. I mean, listen, our jobs inherently make us competitors, mm-hmm. but I can tell you that we, you know, the majority of us all talk to each other. I think we're really respectful for one another, uh, of one another, and my success is everybody's success. My Losses are everybody's losses. So we're, I do think that there's a real um, community of, you know, um, sisterhood and brotherhood that goes on and fellowship among the agents of color in the business, for sure. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. So yeah. what would you say has been the most difficult challenge you faced in your successful client success in the world of talent agencies? Um, I guess it would just, I think it would be what you would expect. I just think there are biases that happen based on gender, based on race that are both conscious and unconscious. Mm-hmm. And it's about really, you know, again, shining a light on that and recognizing that and um, helping to make 
that less prevalent is. And um, so I do, th- I do think that just the, you know, sort of, you know, listen, the, the, the unknown is, I think is what's most frightening to a lot of people. And instead of uh, just going by what's happened in the past, I think people have to open their eyes and their minds to creating um, I'm going to use a phrase that everyone's been using now because of COVID, creating a new <laughs> normal, right? Mm-hmm. And, which is, you know, having a a company that reflects the way the world looks. Yeah. No. Yeah. And I, I think it's so. Cool. I think it's so cool. I didn't know that ICM had like the most um, number of agents of color. Like that's so cool to me. I, I had no idea. Yeah. So what have you found? I like it. It, yeah, I know. I love that. I was like, oh, wasn't you said that? I was like, I didn't know that. That's so cool. And I feel like <laughs> I don't. I feel like I read somewhere, do they also have a gender parity as well or like close to it or something like that, right? We, yeah, no, we, we definitely, um, we were the first agency to uh, re- to declare that we were going to attempt 50-50 by 2020 and we did it. Right. Um, you know, half of, the, half of the, half of the departments in the company are either are run by or co-run by women. Um, also, I think there are, I can't remember what the percentage is now, but we do have slightly more women than men working at the company. Oh, wow. um, so we've done we've done a pretty good job at, at this. Yeah, that's incredible. But you know what? Can't stop. Yeah. No, that's <laughs> Wait, incredible. What did, what did he say? Can't stop. Can't stop. Won't stop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I agree. No, that's so cool. <laughs> so, what's the best thing to you about being a talent agent? Um. You know, it's it's the best. This is the best thing and the worst thing about being a talent agent. I said this <laughs> once in, and I firmly believe it. Is that you never know what to expect on any given day, and you can plan. You can. This is what's the, the, these are the fifteen things I'm going to get. And some, and you get one phone call, and you're. And you and it goes sideways, <laughs> and it could be a great thing or it could be a bad thing, mm-hmm. and and that's you know so it's slightly it's it's exhilarating and yet terrifying that you just like you just don't know what the day is going to bring you, mm-hmm. and um because we work in a business that moves quickly we work with um lots of personalities we work with. Um, and so you just send that and there are lots of highs and there are lots of lows and you just you got to figure out how to manage it. But I, th- I would say that's, it's the best, but it's also the worst. It's like, you know, it's so mm-hmm. nothing that there's nothing better um, as, as an agent, talent agent or, or lit agent, there's nothing better than um, uh, turning a no into a yes. Cause you get told mm-hmm. no a lot, nothing better than that. And it, you know, and there's nothing better than, being able to call a client saying they got a job that, you know, we fought long and hard to get. So you, like you said, like the industry is so fast paced. How do you find time, I guess, to manage and like to agent all of your um, like clients? How do you find the time? Like, how do you organize that? Well, you know, you do, first of all, you have to have an, an incredible assistant, which I do, mm-hmm. uh, who uh, helps you get organized and, and uh, go from, because there's, so much of our work gets done on the phone, uh, mm-hmm. which is obviously very helpful in the in the time of COVID because we can work remotely pretty effectively. Mm-hmm. Um, although we actually need to figure out when 
people will get to go back on set safely and get to go back to, you know, um, interacting safely. So that's still, that's a work in progress, but um, it's just, it's, it is about being organized and just being um, nimble and being able to pivot if you need to, because certain, you know, you think certain things are important then you realize, Oh, this, this takes priority. Oh, I've got to shift these things. Oh, okay. So it's just about trying to be nimble and mm-hmm. with a little bit of an outline of what you want to try to accomplish during the day. And then knowing that things could go left. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, you know, listen, we don't, we don't, agents don't have a nine to five job. You know, it's mm-hmm. a, it's a job that really does occupy a lot of space and, as you're building your career, as you're, as you're working in, in this business. And I, I think this is probably something you could, you could take to any business where you want to try and build and, and become successful. You have to live the job. And mm-hmm. so it, it becomes um, not just, you, you can't just sort, sort of say, oh, okay, I'm going to work between nine and five. Uh, because you have to read scripts. You go to premieres. You have meals with executives, your clients producers Mm -hmm. uh, just the whole so there's a whole gamut of things that you that you do outside of the office as well Mm -hmm. that sounds so much fun like I feel like I when you say I'm like man that sounds so much fun like reading scripts like working with people getting to interact that sounds so much fun by the way it's uh, there are so many pluses and it's being an agent has been an incredible incredible job and Mm -hmm. continues to be an incredible job um, it is, uh, again, you get to work with, if you're lucky, you know, you get to work with really creative people that inspire you and, and, um, uh, yeah, I mean, it's still a job though, you know, mm-hmm. you, have to, yeah. <laughs> uh, you have to really buckle down and make sure that you're presenting the best scripts to your clients, that you're mm-hmm. trying to get the best deals for your clients. You're, um, trying to navigate, uh, the different, problems that could come up on a set or on whatever. So there are all those things that go along with it, with making it a job. But I would say that it's really uh, one of the most incredible jobs to have. Yeah. And, and listen, you get to, I've gotten to travel so much and see so much of the world by virtue of going to visit clients um, who are working, you know, all over the world. So it's been, um, uh, it's been a really incredible, incredible experience that, you know, I still get excited about and I still mm-hmm. marvel at. And that's, you know, I'm so lucky that I get to say that, right? Yeah. Um, I really, uh, you know, uh, I really am uh, very thankful and, and feel very uh, grateful that uh, I've been able to, you know, have some success at this. It's been really great. Yeah, you know, I yeah, I completely agree. That's that's really cool. So what advice would you give to aspiring talent agents? As you're figuring out what you want to do in your life and what you want to, uh, and what you want to commit to, once you, once you figure that out, make that commitment. You got to mm-hmm. live, you got to live and breathe the job and it will pay off. And, and it's a lot of hard work, but hard work also helps define who you become as a person. I think. Mm-hmm. That's wonderful advice. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think working hard, I mean, obviously, as you've done, it's a great model, like I was saying, for everyone who wants to get into this industry or really any other industry. Yeah. And the, here, and the other thing I would say uh, to, to sort of to, as a part and parcel of that, yeah, you know, and I hope it doesn't sound like a contradiction. 
you have to live the job. You have to breathe the job 24-7. But you also have to carve out moments that are for you mm-hmm. because that makes you a better agent, right? If you yeah. can take – if you can find – a day or if you can find even a couple of hours where that's something that is beneficial and nourishing to you, you as a person and for your soul, that only makes you a better, uh, a better, uh, agent. Yeah. Or individual, yeah, but, frankly. Yeah. I think you have so, to also, I think, you know, as when you're doing this and you're working as hard as you do, you can't forget self-care. What's yeah. one thing that, you did not know before becoming a talent agent that you wish you had known? Oh, that's such an interesting question. I, I gotta say how much fun it would be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, because I, again, I didn't know what an agent was or did, you know, I always knew that movies and television were super fascinating to me. And although I knew I never wanted to be an actor or an actress or anything, but I didn't really know all the opportunities that you could have to be part of that success um, behind the scenes, right? Mm -hmm. And so I think the idea of being able to participate in a meaningful way uh, in the creation of all this magic that happens on screens and on TV, both big and small, um, is really that I wish I'd known that it was a real, that it was a real thing because it is. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, so that's, I think though, not knowing what those, what those opportunities were prior, uh, I wish I'd known, but, um, I guess I got lucky. <laughs> no, that's so, I think it's so, I think it's so cool. You keep, how you mentioned like how much fun it is, how it's hard work, but it also is so much fun. And I think that's really yeah. inspiring to hear, of course, for me, and I'm sure for the listeners, just to hear like, okay, like it is hard work, but it also is really fun. Yeah. And, you know, listen, we can, we can all choose, right. To Mm -hmm. um, look at, look at that proverbial glass as half full or half empty. And I prefer to live in the land of positivity, positivity. Mm -hmm. That's, that's, that's my choice. I also think it ends up making your life more, fulfilling and beneficial to live in that space. Mm-hmm. I completely agree. I love positivity a hundred percent. I agree. Dominique, this was so, this is so nice of you to, to think of me and, and uh, highlight me. And I so appreciate it. And, um, and I hope you have incredible luck and, and, and great times with this uh, podcast. And again, thanks so much for thinking of me. Okay. Yeah, thank you so much for being on the show. It's been so much fun. I've learned a lot. I've loved hearing your stories and your advice. So, Lori Bartlett, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Lori is such an inspiring and incredible woman, and I can't wait to see what first she accomplishes next. Thank you for listening to this episode of Dom's Club. Follow me and the rest of Dom's Club at DominiqueMobley.com, Dom underscore Mobley on Instagram and Twitter, and Dominique Mobley, no spaces between the Dominique and Mobley, on YouTube. See you next time at Dom's Club, and until then, enjoy life. <laughs>